0: Wasn't that great? Thank you to Chase, to Dash, to Miles, and to Mum Katie for, uh, for putting that on for us and getting that message out. Uh, and didn't they look ready for the rain? Uh, let's hope we don't uh, get too much more rain. Uh, and with the cold that we've got, um, but they looked ready. They looked ready for, for for the rain waters as they were telling that story. Like they were putting themselves in the message, in uh, in the biblical story. Um, most of you, maybe even all of you who are watching. We'll know something at least of the story of Noah. The ark, the flood, uh, the, the rainbow. And today we're going we're to concentrate on the latter part of this story um, as we kind of really dig into this, this part of our series on covenantal identity. But before we go there, uh, we need to understand a little bit about covenant What is a covenant? And as I mentioned in the blog post this week, uh, which went out a day late, which was my mistake, I um, entered the wrong day to send it. Um, I thought it was meant to go out Friday. I meant to send it out Friday, but it it went out yesterday. So hopefully you still managed to get time to to, to read that and to to look at it. Uh, But as I mentioned in that blog, for those of you who didn't manage to, um, there are different elements or aspects of a, of a covenant things we can expect uh, to be uh, within uh, the, the, the covenant and the idea of what a covenant is and I like to remember them as the four S's you have the seal the stipulation the sign and the sacrifice uh, so what do I mean by this well the seal is simply the promise of God okay he is sealing containing within the covenant Uh, The promises that he is making as his part of the deal. Um, But there are also stipulations, um, and that is what God is calling from us or from the person with whom he is making that covenant, um, uh, the the response, their promise, their part of the deal, uh, what's required of them as they enter into that covenant with God. There's the sign of the covenant, a, a way in which we are reminded that it has taken place, Um, that that we are able to to draw on the fact that it is, um, it has been sealed and signed. Um, It marks the promise that has been made or and received. And then there's the sacrifice, a a way of confirming the covenant, if you will. And throughout the Bible, as we become uh, more accustomed to to understanding this, as we journey through uh, this series, uh, we know that in those times, Covenants were made with the shedding of blood. And so a covenant with God was no different. Uh, It was expected. That's what kind of the people would have expected. Um, So they wouldn't have understood it as a covenant if there hadn't been shedding of blood. And so the sacrifice is built in and is part of that covenant with God. And so throughout this Lenten season, we're going to be looking at three different covenants in the Old Testament. Today is from uh, the, the Noah, from Noah, uh, and then we'll go in to look at Abraham and Moses, um, and then we're going to shift gears and spend the second half of this season digging in to the New Covenant, uh, taking what we learn from looking back to the Old Testament, to the old, uh, the old, the older covenants that, that I just mentioned, and, and seeing how that applies, seeing how how that kind of fits with the New Testament, with the New Covenant. And what our responsibility in all of this should be. So back to today and back to Noah. The assigned scriptural passage for today is is Genesis 9, 8 to 17, if you want to open your Bibles and and, and have a look at that with us. Um, But in order to get the whole picture, um, we're just going to go back to the start of chapter 8, no, the start of chapter 8, middle of chapter 8, end of chapter 8, verse 20. To start with, that's where we're going to go. Um, And he says this, then Noah built an ark to the Lord and took off every clean animal and every clean bird and he offered offerings on the altar. Now, straight out of the gate, okay, there we have a sacrifice, okay? As we continue to read, we are told that the Lord smelt that sacrifice, the soothing aroma that came from it, and he said, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake although the imagination of a man's heart is evil uh, from his youth nor will I destroy every living thing as I have done you see God makes a promise to never again flood the earth and he goes on to say as long as the earth remains there will be seed time and harvest there will be cold and there will be heat there will be winter and there will be summer there will be day and there will be night and after making these promises, God says to Noah and his sons to go and be fruitful and multiply. The key to the, the, whole, the whole thing, um, it comes there in, in verse 8 of, of chapter 9. It says that, Then God spoke to Noah and to his sons and he said, And as for me, behold, I establish my covenant with you and with all of your descendants. The Noahic covenant then is not a covenant that is only for Noah and for his sons or for a select group of people, a tribe or a nation. It is for everyone, which is why sometimes it's called the universal covenant. The sign of the covenant is the rainbow. And God says, this is the sign of the covenant which I made between me and you and every living creature that is with you for perpetual generations I set my rainbow in the cloud and it shall be a sign of the covenant between me and the earth. And I shall remember my covenant with it, that it is between you and me and every living creature of all flesh. The waters shall never again become a flood to destroy all flesh. See, Noah was obedient to God followed through with what God had called him to do in building the ark, in gathering the animals, in taking his sons and their wives into the ark and staying there, as we heard, almost a year prior to it resting um, and, and, and the dove finding the dry land and Noah and his family being able to leave the ark. God had said to Noah, and you find this in Genesis 6, uh, verse 18, I will establish my covenant with you. So he asked Noah to build the ark and he said, and I will establish a covenant with you. So he didn't establish it, but he told him he would. So what does this tell us? It tells us that God keeps his promises. Okay, What he says he would do for Noah, he has done for Noah. He did it. He told him he would establish a covenant, and then he did establish a covenant. And so what he says he will do for you, he will do. He keeps his promises. See, a covenant isn't an undertaking that you can get out of. Okay? It's not something that you can leave behind because you no longer really feel like being part of it. It requires both parties to have commitment. A desire to not fail. Because failure is the same as unfaithfulness in the context of a covenant. I mentioned the four aspects of the covenant, the seal, the stipulation, the sign, and the sacrifice. And here we have in this universal covenant, we've seen that seal, God's promise to never again flood the earth. We've seen the sacrifice, that of Noah building an ark, uh, from the ark, leaving the ark, building an altar. And offering that sacrifice to God which pleased him. And we've seen the sign in that of the rainbow, a sign which stands to this day and reminds us of God's promise. But what of the stipulation? Well, this is a universal covenant. It's a covenant for all people, all flesh of the earth, and as such, it's a covenant which God makes with mankind without stipulation. It is the only covenant without a stipulation. A covenant with God is reassuring. Okay, God is never unfaithful. His word is always true. And so a covenant with God has the full weight of his character behind it. And we see that in this covenant, in the Noahic covenant, because he has never again flooded the earth. We see the sign, the rainbow, which reminds us, Of that covenant every time we see of his promises you see for God to break a covenant is impossible because for that to happen God would cease to be God when I say it's impossible it's nothing is impossible for God because God could if he chose to be cease to be right he, he can do anything he wants, anything that's in, is possible. Even beyond our imagination, God can do it. But we know he, he keeps his promises, and so he will never cease to be God. And so because of that promise, we know it's impossible for him to break a covenant. So as we wrap all of this up, and we and we really thinking to it today, what is God saying to you today about this Noahic covenant? For me, well, it reinforces his love for his creation, even though the imagination of our hearts is evil. And when we sin, when we, when we fall away from God and, and we, are, uh, we are worthy of his judgment, when we deserve to be covered in his wrath in the same way that the earth was covered in the waters of the flood, But God's promise to never cover the earth again in that flood. As long as the earth remains, he will not destroy it. And that includes you and it includes me. The longing for relationship that he has for us is always going to remain. Not only can we look at the rainbow after the storm to remember this, but we can look at the changing seasons. We can look at the seed time and the harvest. We can look at the day and the night. Things which God says will remain as long as the earth remains. God's committed to this covenant. And we get the benefit from its seal regardless of what we do. There is no stipulation. Okay? Everybody who walks the world, walks the earth, every animal that lives on the earth benefits from this covenant but let us be clear all people may benefit and receive god's love and his mercy in this way but that is not the same as being in relationship with him see all, all we see here is, is is god's extension of love And it's possible to love someone without really being in relationship with them. As we are called to love all people. We are called to love our neighbour. But that doesn't mean we are in relationship with them all. It doesn't mean that we agree with them all. And it doesn't mean that they're right in, in, in the way that they choose to live their lives. But we are still called to show love. And God shows that love to the whole of creation And it's extended in this covenant that has no stipulation. And in the weeks to come, in the remaining covenants which we're going to look at, which God has made uh, with mankind through um, an an individual, yes, um, but he's made it to a group of people or, or to a tribe or to a nation. And it's not quite, the same, because it isn't universal. It, they, they have stipulations. And we're going to start next week with the Abrahamic covenant a, and what that means and how, how that's relevant for us today. But now, for now, as we've looked at Noah, as we've looked at the universal covenant, at the, at the love and the mercy that comes upon us without a stipulation, I want you to, to hold that. But, but as we go through the Lenten devotions this week, I want you to be thinking and praying into what that means for you. What that means for others. And as we continue through this journey, that you, you, you start to realise the other covenants that we talk about Are not there for free. That there is a requirement from us as disciples. And saying yes to Jesus. And entering into covenant. Drawing on our covenantal identity. We need to be responding to what God is doing. To saying to us. We can't live in just receiving. We have to be returning. Okay, and we'll look more at that in covenant and what that means going forward. Uh, but for now, as we prepare to come today to receive from him in the sacrament of the Lord's table, um, I invite you to join in singing our, our kind of response song for today in Revelation. So let's sing.